Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Laura on Air UK Maths Edition. And I'm here with my friend Jan. Say hi, Jan. Hi. And we've got another week to get through. <laughs> I mean, I mean to enjoy, not endure. <laughs> yeah, either way. <laughs> oh God, this week was really screwed us up completely because we didn't follow the normal format of how we understand a maths week to be. Um, and we started not with a commitment ceremony, but we were still on homestays. So weird as well, because they've shown us snippets from next week and they're going right into final commitments. Don't they have the bit where they go home for a couple of weeks? I don't know what's happening. I'm so confused by the by what's going on this week. I think we get like each couple, they go home and uh, we do the few thinking shots as the prelude. And then we go straight into the commitment ceremony. Honestly, it's not. It's never my favourite week. <laughs> well, some couples have definitely kept you guessing to the end. So you gotta, you got to be pleased about that. I'd be so pleased if I was the experts. It's looking like it's it's looking like the Titanic at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's looking a bit grim. Um, okay, so um, homestay is talking about grim. Uh, we started off at Roz's house, and Roz immediately arrives with. I think it might have been Roz's house or her sister's house. I wasn't too sure. I think it's a family's house, wasn't it? Uh, maybe she walked through the door. There was a family there. There was dogs there. And uh, she went over straight over to that baby and started cuddles. And basically, poor old Tom got totally ignored. Admits. It was hard to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was almost like it would have been funnier if she'd just come in and shut the door behind herself and left him outside on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, I totally forgot about Tom. <laughs> yeah, he noticed. <laughs> I, I, he was very nice about it. I thought that, yeah. you know, he was understanding that she'd been away for a certain amount of time. <laughs> I just Here's the thing. Like, I, I understand. I mean, she was I felt like Roz has been put in a really shitty position from the beginning because she didn't fancy him. She wasn't mm. sure. It wasn't connecting. Then she made the mistake of trying to have sex with him to see if there was a connection. And she got so much shit. Right. Yeah. She was, much backlash from that i think she so desperately wanted to fix the situation and feel something that she didn't feel yeah she turned herself into thinking there was a more of a connection there than there was and when you're inside the experiment it's not real life you don't have all those outside influences you know you just have that bubble um and i think it was easier for her to feel like she wanted more from that relationship than she did because she was only in that little space and coming home just brought everything back of what she was missing and how her life was going to be although I thought it was weird when she was like so could you see yourself mucking out stables like (laughs) why are all the women in this series thinking all the men have to give up their lives completely and turn into some kind of automaton for them and and like then live their lives (laughs) well yeah she tracked him down to the stables and told him to shovel shit um (laughs) <laughs> hot date, hey, hot date. And he even says that he'll move. He would move to be with her. Uh, he's ready for that. Um, and he would hang out with her and the horses. Um, I mean, he God. bloody Bali or somewhere, didn't he? So, I mean, I think he's all right with, with the travel. So <laughs> Yeah, I think he is all right with the travel. But I thought he was really ready to down tools and come and join her life which maybe didn't go quite so well, particularly when her sister says, 
uh, they seem more like a brother and sister to me. Oh, what, like in Alabama? <laughs> they're doing a lot of stuff that brothers and sisters should not be doing. <laughs> Extra toes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and at which point that's when Roz realises that there is something in her heart that's just not right and she realizes that her priorities have totally changed since she got home and the priorities are her family her animals and then thomas i just think she jumped the gun on going on this program if i'm honest i don't think she was ready for a relationship yeah I don't think she was ready. if you're not ready to get married then don't be on a show about getting married and i i don't think she did it on purpose but i feel like if your family is that important, if your home life is that important, if you know, if you're not willing to drop everything for another human being, I I just don't see how this show works for you. Well, is she ever going to be ready at this rate? Is she ever going to be able to fit in a man between the horses and the family? I don't know, but she had a bad breakup, didn't she? And I don't think I don't think she had an I think this is a this was a rebound relationship. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe not the time to get back on the horse, so to speak. <laughs> and it's just a shame because they're just in they just want different things. And and I think it's more of a shame for Thomas because he his biggest fear was being rejected. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. This, um, is, this is the, the biggest rejection we've seen because they were our golden couple, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody I mean, look how much I couldn't stand them and, and how much I was rooting for them and the nation got behind them. And I think he thought like, and I and we all said it like the, the experiment works if you put the work in. And I think he thought I he'd done that and they'd done that. They put the work in, they were solid, and this is they were going forward. And then suddenly she goes home, smells a baby, and then it all falls apart. Yeah, well, the intimation that um, she might have babies with Tom suddenly yeah, started I saw that on her face yeah I mean and and I don't want I, I don't want to say it because it sounds like I'm pretending like I knew something I didn't but I did when her, it was all going gangbusters and then when the mum said I want grandkids it you just saw her like wanting to like just cut a hole in the floor and fall through it it just I think it made everything really real for her in that moment yeah absolutely well, it wasn't just a shagging love eggs bunny wearing no that's wrong on an experiment this was a life-changing decision and I think she thought fuck that's not I don't I don't know <laughs> yeah well she sits him down and she tells him how she feels he thinks there is something that they if they keep trying and there is something there uh, she says that she's just not ready for that level of relationship I feel bad for her but also I'm annoyed with her you know because mm -hmm. I feel like to be that sure in that moment, she must have been unsure for quite some time in hiding it. Oh, yeah. Because you don't go from saying, I'm all in with this. I really, I'm really happy to going, oh, no. I think she was, <laughs> I think she knew there was a thing about her thinking, if I can just get through the experiment and be kind, we can just maybe peter out. But then when she realized what she was actually doing to him, and yeah. she knows had it done to her right she was buying a ring with a guy and then he basically blew her off and i think she realized that the heaviness of what she was actually doing to thomas in those moments and his family well 
then he was left leaving the house on his own without her. Um, that was too really many sad. group season. <laughs> But not been a good year for the guys. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It hasn't. But uh, talk about other disasters. Uh, Peggy and George, they arrived at her parents' place. Um, George was put I'm into Sorry, a... this is going to sound really rude, but did Peggy's parents kill the the people that own that manor and then just move in? Like, are they the servants that moved into that house? Because they have this beautiful, well, I don't like Tudor houses, but they've got this massive mansion they live in, but they talk like the people who live downstairs. So I, I want to know what's happening because okay. they have this like, high tea service with about 25 fucking plates under the teacups. But but it doesn't seem like, they don't seem to go with the with the surroundings. And I don't, I thought, thought her dad was very uncouth and very ungentlemanly like at that tea right okay well first of all i'd like to point out it's a 1930s arts and crafts house um, <laughs> and... <laughs> sorry i just tried to put that in but yeah in terms of mum and dad this is the point dad's a grafter and dad's clearly come from nothing and worked his way up to own that house and mum is you very proud of that and therefore she has the right china they have the right furniture they have everything that um pertains they're expected to, to have to fit into that mold yeah yeah that that lies out even though they don't sound that way he's clearly a self-made man and therefore that's why money and the ability to make money is really important to him i think and i understand that but then you would think when George was saying, I've got all these side hustles and I've got all these plans, that he would know that maybe you don't just walk into an amazing job and maybe you don't just become a doctor or a lawyer. Maybe you maybe you, it does take some some like wheeling and dealing to get to where you are. So I'm I, I feel like maybe they could have seen that and given him more of a chance. I felt I felt they were rude and they made him feel very uncomfortable and they seemed to want to keep Peggy as a tiny child uh yeah i think there's an element of that i mean the fact he was chucked in the furthest room down the yeah. corridor so yeah um they've she did this experiment if they didn't believe it was true then they she shouldn't have done it if she feels like that strongly about how her parents feel because they are essentially married mm-hmm. and you wouldn't ask somebody's married husband to go and sleep in the stables <laughs> no you really wouldn't I mean, it was, it was, I thought it was, I just thought it, it was so incredibly uncomfortable and rude and they didn't give him a chance at all. But again, I don't think it's 100% their fault either because I feel like Peggy sets him up to fail in every opportunity. Um, yes, but I've realised, I suddenly realised what Peggy's doing. And I think uh, that when she has a concern, rather than thinking about it herself, she then projects that concern out onto uh, other people in a, a discussion that may come across as really inappropriate. Um, yeah, and that fat Amy thing, you know, from <laughs> well, that movie, really, a cappella movie, where she always makes jokes about her being fat before somebody else can make her feel bad about it. Like, yeah. I feel like she's so embarrassed about some of the sides of George, she just puts it all out there. But it's, it's so negative and it makes people feel negative towards him like if I took my husband out and I said before he'd said anything to people oh he's a really shitty drunk oh wait till you see him when he's drunk he's really shitty oh he's such a shitty drunk because I'm embarrassed he might become a shitty drunk 
people are going to assume he's going to do that and they're all going to be looking for it and pointing fingers before it's happened right so yeah she needs to take some ownership on the fact that he can't win in that family because she's basically told him all he's a boob (laughs) yeah it's it's a it's a really difficult one and that high tea situation that was brutal I mean, I, I thought George did really well because he still kept his cool and he was still very polite. I would have told his dad where to shove it. Well, I think he really proved what a gentleman George he is, actually. Um, I think he absolutely held his own there in a very polite way. And it's not his fault. His pet, The parents don't understand the... Uh, income that's being driven from uh, his content making. Um, Is Peggy trying to explain it? No, not at all. She's just saying, do you want him as a son-in-law? Do ya? You know, like, I just, it was, I just found it. And I'm sure it's probably not Peggy. I'm sure it's probably the edit. And I know they just keep putting in the bits that feed the narrative. But I can't listen to her say, it's important what my family think. One more time, I'm going to slap my hands off. (laughs) And stick him in my ears. Well, she had, had that conversation with mum on the bed. And at that point, I realised that Peggy really looks like a mum. They look so alike. Probably more so before all the work. Oh, well, yeah, but the expressions and everything were really, really similar. Anyway, mum is there going, well, you know, actually, I don't, don't think he's the right kind of guy for you. And I think that's a, that's a really <laughs> sad... They didn't expect Peggy to live in that house with her husband. <laughs> well, one day they might inherit it. Or dismantle it and put it back in the box, and then Peggy and her new husband can rebuild it. Hi, <laughs> well, guys. I haven't had much sleep. I'm a little mean today. <laughs> yes, you're a bit grouchy, I have to say. <laughs> I know, but I, that edit, Peggy's edit this week made me grouchy because I just, you know, like it was like, you know, when we had Jenna and Zoe in it the first three weeks were just about the fucking veganism and the eggs, right? And we were all yeah. like, uh, but by week three, we were like, we can't hear anything more about her being a fucking vegan or we're all going to like set ourselves on fire. Yeah. And it went away, right? And then their relationship progressed. Whereas I feel like we have been in arrested development with this fucking edit about Peggy and the, and the online content and her parents since yeah. day one. It's yeah. the same conversation every episode, every episode, every episode. And I'm just, I'm done with it. Either find something else to talk about, move your relationship on, or just leave each other. Yeah, I that I absolutely buy. But she, she sits George down and says, you know, I don't think I can be with somebody who... Um, the first time we're hearing this. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what my mum said. And uh, George is also leaving the house on his own. Yeah. <laughs> a poor guy. And he's really, 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 again, looks like he's going to cry. He's practically been waterboarded at Peggy's house, hasn't he? I mean, the poor guy. <laughs> they must have had some fun, surely, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think any fanny is this important. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. But this is where she's been really, really clever because she's not given it away. So she's kept him wanting all the way through. He's um, not in love with Peggy. He's just horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I went to Greg's yesterday and I and I was late I was late for work and I thought, oh, but I really just really want a coffee and a 
and a, and a and a bacon cob. But it's fucking cute. It seemed really short, but ended up being for like at least 15, 20 minutes. But I knew I was going to be late for work, but I'd already queued for the first 15, <laughs> 15 minutes. And I thought, if I leave now, that's 15 minutes and I've wasted stood in a Greg. So I just I just had to bite the bullet, call work and say I was going to be late because I, I refused to leave the queue. I feel like that's where George is now. He wanted the sex. He didn't get the sex, but he's put in all this effort and listened to all that shit. And he's not leaving now. <laughs> He's just not. He's going to keep going no matter what. Oh. The Greg's moment. Right. Um, Laura and Arthur. Let's let's do Laura and Arthur. Um, Kelly me, Jan. I just called you Jan because I've been saying George. Jean. Yeah, that's Jean right. Jean is George. I'll be Jean. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's all right. Um, Laura and Arthur. Now, the, the problem with Laura and Arthur is that Arthur doesn't the actually have... Yeah, well, apart from that, they don't have Arthur doesn't have a house. And so they were actually, I, I believe, in a hotel in Muswell Hill. I in a new hotel. <laughs> well, at the airport. I, I've got a, a, my friend, um, she's actually done some filming there before. Uh, she said she recognized the shitty hotel room. <laughs> But Laura's there in the shitty hotel wanting Arthur to apologise to her friends. He actually is feeling really attacked by what had happened with her friends. Yes, so he should. Did she actually once ask him if he was okay or how he felt or what, you know, she was just, all she could think about was how her friends reacted, her embarrassment. And I know she's, more mature in this relationship and i know arthur is kind of a boob and i don't think it's going to work but i don't think i think it's all about how arthur is affecting her i don't really think she ever considers how she is affecting arthur no no and but when he does say listen i'm not apologizing they were out of order to me she she goes you're rude you're rude i'm not even having this conversation don't even talk to me and then she walks out the room and leaves him <laughs> So, yeah, and then Arthur apologizes for that creepy moment in the park. <laughs> well, yes, I think then um, he then has to say sorry to her just so they can carry on filming. I think yeah, that, that's how it works. But that that weird note was just like written in crayon or whatever. It's like I don't know what it is with men in this season that write creepy notes on pieces crumpled up pieces of paper but like maybe they should all invest in a notepad or i don't, I don't well, know no, this, this is or, a card from the pound shop you know in an envelope or something but but the thing is i i think arthur's lovely i do i i, I think he's i mean i think his sense of humor needs some work but i they're just not emotionally matched together he's he needs a girlfriend that he can yeah. have a bit of fun with on the weekend and you know hang out and you know do something silly and she's looking for a man a husband oh yeah somebody's got a you know who's got their life fucking sorted out who's who want, has a path who wants to take her with them on that journey and arthur just wants to chill out and he doesn't want any pressure and i just sit they don't want the same things. And I, I just, it's like another couple that week after week is dragging us through their shit. Well, he then gives her a tennis lesson. And I'd like to say, I mean, she did wasn't maybe attired properly for her tennis lesson. And the weather was miserable. But Ella is definitely better at tennis. 
I mean, like, again, didn't they do tennis already? I, I, I really would love to think there's something more to, <laughs> more to him than just another tennis lesson. Well, unfortunately, he can't show her his pad because he's homeless. He doesn't have one. I just think it's funny. It's just always the tennis. But I guess the last time they played tennis is when they bonded together, wasn't it? That's that's when she softened to him. So maybe he thought, well, it worked the first time. Let's just, just stick with what I know. <laughs> well, she said, I'm, I'm warming to him. That was that was pretty much it. <laughs> don't believe it. I just don't buy it. Yeah, I just think it a continuation of their story. Um but they, they did she she has managed to get quite a bit of airtime out of this failed relationship. I mean, they've stayed all the way through and looks like they're going on to final vows as well. So it's just like God damn it. Like that is that is some commitment. She might not be committed to Arthur, but she's certainly committed to the airtime. Now also, I'd like to point out, and this was somebody somebody else said to me, have you ever seen these guys in their apartment at the same time? Have you ever seen them sort of holding hands other than going into a dinner party? Have we ever even seen them kiss? Well, this is what I'm saying. We don't see the intimacy with them. We don't see, don't see them as close as other couples. I don't, they, she doesn't look, they don't look like they're, they don't have that sexual energy or tension with each other. Do you know what I mean? They they like they went into old married couple mode. Like if you know, to be fair, to say that Roz and Thomas are like brother and sister, they're like brother and sister as well. I I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't buy it. Stop selling it. I don't think they're even staying in the same apartment. Do you not? No. I mean, seriously, we've had. You wouldn't be allowed to keep continue this if they hadn't gone back to the same apartment, though. I don't think. Mm, I don't know, but it just feels like there isn't just really no relationship between them, really. And they he's are just... together when she's got her dress up on the wall and she's doing her hair. Uh, the... Yes, yes. The party at the end. That's that, but that's the obligatory shot. Don't, everybody gets a shot with them both getting ready. I'm just not sure. Honestly, we've seen so little of them in their apartment doing things together that I'm, I'm starting to wonder whether they are actually in the same 90, apartment. 90% of this whole experiment has been either Laura counselling other people or Laura bitching that Arthur, she's towing the line in this relationship and Arthur's giving her nothing in solo boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It's true. Right. Adrienne and Matt are out hiking together. Oh. Um, in <laughs> that, that's a hot day it's up a hillside um, she is hoping the relationship is going to change between them and he is definitely up for trying which is good they go and meet her mates and she says to her friends about him always being serious um, talk about later she's using the Peggy technique um <laughs> It, it turns out it's quite effective. <laughs> She's just upset that he's too introverted and that's her thing. Um, but her friends say, no, just give it a chance. He's he's a completely gorgeous guy. Give it this a chance. It. Like, okay, maybe he's not the life and soul of the party. And yes, I mean, we see in, in, a, in an episode that comes later where she tries to have a conversation and his answer to everything is, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. I mean... But he's a nice guy and he seems to care about her. And I just I've, and this is my issue with couples that come in so late. OK, because 
they see all these other couples have gone through all this stuff and they're in a certain, most of them are now in a certain place, good or bad. They've got like, there's a deeper thing going on there. They've got a lot of history and they come in so bloody late and they're really late. And, and it's like, now they're supposed to feel something and be something because the end of the experiments just around the corner and, and they don't feel it and they panic. Right. And start going, Oh, I don't know if he's for me or I don't know if this is working. I think if they had more time, if this was, if Adrian, if Adrian and Matt had like four more weeks of this, yeah, where would they be, right? Maybe she'd find out more about it. Maybe it would give him a chance to open up a little bit more and feel more comfortable. But they're being forced to accelerate a relationship. Why is their relationship supposed to work in two weeks when everybody else's can't work in six? Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Um, and. He pulls a good move though, because he takes her to Harrogate and um he goes to Buffalo Bills and <laughs> gets it to do an all you can eat steak challenge and to try and eat a, a massive steak and chips in a certain amount of time. <laughs> to Matt, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. I mean, she starts pissing herself laughing, he starts pissing herself himself laughing. Two very weird dates, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Shame they didn't have walking up Cumbrian Hills after because they would have walked all of that steak off. But <laughs> yeah, I imagine she's panicking a little bit in that experiment though, because I'm gonna be honest with you, everybody puts on so much weight in that experiment because you you don't get the and I think we've heard this as well from people that come on the show. Like even George mentioned it, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not exercising the way you do at home, you're not active, you sat around 90% of the day waiting, sitting yeah. in room. And I mean, like I said, I I notice and I, I don't I relatively stay relatively thin all the time. And I found I was finding the dresses hard to get into by by week three because yeah. um, you're eating your boredom eating. And they, they, they give you loads of crap. Like when you sat around, it's Kit Kats and crisps and stuff. It's not carrot sticks and hummus. Right. So I imagine any chance that she got where they said. Like you can be on motion and you can be out and doing something physical. I bet I bet her and Matt ate that up because they're both very physical gym orientated people. And I think for her, she needs a lot of exercise to maintain. So I imagine that that was probably important. I mean, maybe in thinking about it in retrospect, getting a girl who's had to lose an awful lot of weight and goes. I thought at the time. I thought yeah. A steak challenge may not have been the best. It it had been a pie eating competition, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for thank you for showing me that picture of you where you were where you were really quite large and I really appreciate you losing all the weight. Now here, eat a giant hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. (laughs) That poor woman. (laughs) She took it well. She took it well. So well, let's go to the nice couple who, had, well, shall I say they didn't have it? They didn't have a good week. Um, Paul and Tasha, they go, first of all, to meet her friend and goddaughter. And they start talking about having children and uh, perhaps moving to Manchester together. They both want bloody four kids. Four kids. Jesus. And they got the short end of the straw, didn't they? They got to sit in a fucking park. You know. <laughs> it was Kwame. <laughs> He was at he was at the bench in the corner at the corner of your eyes. <laughs> that was bloody awful <laughs> of that film company. They should have let them go to coffee. I mean, it was just yeah. really unfortunate for them. Like, are we back in COVID? <laughs> Social distance from your homestay. <laughs> 
but they got to sit in a really cold park. And I, I don't think really that um, Tasha was dressed for it either. She was in this beautiful white coat. So I was thinking, grass stains on that are going to be a complete nightmare. <laughs> well, yeah, Tasha, it's it's so nice when she's at Paul's house, though, because the mum and the dad are really lovely. But it, it's another Roz and Thomas moment, isn't it? When the mother says, you can move in here. <laughs> it's like these freaking these women out <laughs> well in truth um i mean they're seeing this as a real marriage mum and dad are seeing this as an absolute real marriage and um peggy's parents and have give him a talk <laughs> give him a talk to <laughs> and she wants him there you know wants her there and everything else and yeah i think it does kind of freak out Tasha, because she's a lady that lives on her own. She's got independence and beating and Paul smiling like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. Let's all move in with my parents. And she's going, fuck. <laughs> no, no. I think but, then sets the tone for how it all kind of unravels as well. Well, he mentions going to um, live in Manchester and mum's like, oh, can't go there. It's far too far. <laughs> no, it's only down the fucking road, love. Chill. <laughs> Yeah, she goes out and they, they meet his mates. Remember them from the wedding? The ones that... Yeah. Had, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they... She stacks it. She completely stacks it. Like, well, that, yeah. That was awful. <laughs> I felt so badly for Paul because, listen, I understand what everyone's saying. Tasha's a little rough around the edges and she her delivery isn't always great. And, you know, she's been hurt in the past. But I hate all that shit because I just think if you're in a relationship with somebody who cares about you and treats you with respect, then you treat them with respect. End of chat. Um, and and yes, she got the wrong end of the stick when he she thought he was calling her a, a little girl. Yeah. She must know enough about fucking Paul by now to know that he's not a dick. Right. Yeah. So why does she why does she automatically assume after all these weeks that he's being rude about her in front of his friends why wouldn't she just and why doesn't she have the ability to not like the comment and then pull him aside and talk to him about it in a bit yeah that, that that's probably what have i any do but filter, adult filter right so she wants to have an adult relationship but there's no adult filter and then she comes for those friends i mean i i'm not surprised it was like the opposite of laura's friends like laura's friends were just wankers weren't they yeah. <laughs> for no apparent reason but his friends seemed deeply concerned that this girl was rude and not being very nice to their friend and they couldn't understand why he seemed so smitten well yeah their, their comment was i think you should run for your life <laughs> red flags ahead for sure and and i completely understand why they were like that because she, the faces she pulls are hmm. so aggressive and i know she again it's just we keep hearing this. It's my sense of humor. I don't oh, feel like this is a blanket comment people can make every time they say or do something shitty to somebody. But again, again, I mean, I, I don't live far from Leeds. I, you know, I've met an awful lot of people from Tasha's community and that's the way it is. There's people are a bit more abrupt. People are just a bit more in your face and they will say what they're thinking. And um, it's just just the way it is um and if you've grown up in that culture then you're going to do that and i think you know paul's uh lived in this quite 
quiet life um, with his mum and dad, and they've gone to church and everything else. And clearly they're the friendship group have probably done something slimmer and really it's a culture shock you know i hear you and i understand that to a certain extent but i feel like she goes from zero to a hundred for no apparent reason a lot well and, she does admit that yeah but admitting it doesn't make it any better <laughs> if i keep punching you in the face jen and saying oh i'm just a puncher it doesn't make me doesn't make me a good friend though does it True, but Paul I mean, really leaps to her defense. Yeah, yeah, and but that was and that's the thing because he does he always does the right thing. She, I feel like she's always apologetic after the fact, but I just I just would like for Tasha to take a breath. Yeah, I think this is an impression I'm making on these people that I might have to spend a lifetime with. Right? Yes, and if you ruin that relationship with the friends right away. You're going to have to spend a lot of time rebuilding it. It's a lot of work you don't need. You know, these people are important to Paul. So even if you think something, maybe just think, I'll just suck it up for a minute. And yeah. then maybe I'll come back and think about it later. And if I still think it was shitty, then I'll have a, I'll have a massive wobble about it. Well, Paul's mum clearly manages to give Tasha a dose of food poisoning or something. Yeah, she looked bad, though, right? Like, I she don't think, I think bad. that was absolutely real. She, she looked... When she comes back to talk to Paul the next day, she looks grey. Yeah, yeah, she does look grey. And I, I can understand being in a stranger's house. And, and being shoot yourself at your new mother-in-law's house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going to spend all night in the bathroom with it coming out both ends. It's not something. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what happened. She panicked and she just ran. Um, I feel like the reason that she got mad again with Paul is because I think she wanted... Didn't want Paul to say, well, my mom's upset. She wanted Paul to say, look, I'm going to go and explain it to my mom. I'm sorry that you're so sick. Uh, you know, I didn't. I know you must have been uncomfortable. I'll go make it nice with my mom instead of saying you need to make it nice with my mom. Yeah. I mean, he could have really helped her out there. And I'm sure mum would have understood. But again, culturally, mum probably would have wanted to look after her. She's her daughter-in-law. I wouldn't have wanted any of that either. I'm not that kind of I'm not that kind of girl either. I wouldn't have wanted somebody else's mum coming in the toilet and asking me if I needed more loo roll or or a glass of water. I just yeah. But the thing is, I it what his parent. No, unlike Peggy, he is also he also the same as Peggy. Think is what his parents think means a lot to him. Yeah. But at the same time, I, it's different because I think he still puts Tasha first because she's his wife. Yeah, it's true. But Tasha is once again forced to go and apologise to someone. You <laughs> shouldn't have to apologise for being ill. No, yeah. but she had to go and apologise to mum because mum... Yeah, I know, but that's what essentially he made her do, right? Yeah, it's true. So, I, yeah, I mean, to be fair, although, I mean, Paul made a mistake but like let's let's rack it up <laughs> if we're if we're gonna point score yeah <laughs> i think he's due one right <laughs> yeah absolutely now speaking of point scoring we moved on to tuesday and we erica were on, jordan yeah we were on the couch <laughs> with Aaron jordan and erica yes <laughs> now, oh, they're, like, when they're good they're really good but when they're bad they really do just butt heads yeah right yeah, they can't see they can't see the the forest for the trees, so to speak. They just can't get out of their own way, and they won't give in. 
Well, yeah, and I was thinking, oh my God, are you still arguing about this? Are you still arguing about them? Couldn't see my point of view, and um, you couldn't see my point of view. You know, he should just fucking leave her in someone else's flat for a couple of days so she can have the experience and get the fuck over it. <laughs> <laughs> just dump her in Arthur's room for a couple of days. There you go, love. <laughs> They had to be told off, really, by by Paul and the, uh, the experts. And again, no, you just stop it. You're point scoring with each other. Just stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, it was it wasn't good. So Paul's advice was, don't pass the blame to each other, except <laughs> except what's going on. Yeah. You know, they they, all, they nodded, right? Like they totally were listening. But you could see the, from the body language in their faces that that that, that was not going to happen in that moment. I mean, and it would, doesn't matter how close you sit them together, Paul. <laughs> like you could put Erica in his lap, and they still look like they, the body language was so rigid from both of them, and the, and Erica's face looked like thunder, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, but they did both decide to stay, so. Yeah. Uh, they weren't ready to leave just yet. And I don't think they should have, because I do actually think they do work. Yeah. When it's yeah. good. But again, she wants more. She wants more. And he has difficulties with his personality that are going to make it challenging. Yeah. So if she says she understands it, then she really does need to understand it. And he needs to understand He's she has to give up to be with him as well. So... Yeah. Now, Peggy and George had a difficult couch as well. They talked about the issues at homestay about her parents. Um, Because she doesn't like to go against her parents. Yeah. It was. was. Again, it's the first time we're hearing that. (laughs) No, it's such a novelty. Um, (laughs) And here comes the beautiful moment that George told us to look out for. It was because she decided to go against her parents. And, she? <laughs> well, I know. Well, well, it sure lived though, that. wasn't it? <laughs> Pretty sure lived, yeah. But going against the parents and going with her heart and going for Georges. But he, he somehow, even though she says this, he still looks even more dejected and more, even more like he's just about to be dumped. <laughs> It could because it's all such a roundabout way of saying something nice. Like, even though he's a piece of shit, and even though everyone's telling me to run, and even though he doesn't seem like he's a good guy, I still love him and I want to be with him. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. But I feel like, are we not seeing something in this edit? Because she does, when she talks about George, she talks about him like in her eyes, looks like she looks at him with love. Right? Yeah, and she always says, be the George that I know, you know, the George I effectively love. You haven't uh, seen I... anything other than that, George, because he seems reasonable, quiet, polite, lovely, adoring uh, in every scene. So what is the damage? Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> he didn't go to her parents' house and go, you know, go fuck yourself. I love gaming, gaming, gaming. This is my world. And if you don't like it, your daughter can shove it up her bum. Did he? He was like, no. please understand me. I want the best for your daughter. I want to take care, you know. And her dad was asked to show his bank account statements. Yeah, pretty much. 
supply a pin number and a sort code <laughs> we did like a background check on him and everything and he took it he took it like a gentleman he was in and 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 calm and collected so i just don't i see the love in her eyes but i also just keep seeing her saying that he's not the same guy he is in private as he is in public but we don't see anything but a nice guy in public as well so i really just don't i'm just so confused and i don't think the even the interview with George has made it any less confusing for me. No, I think he's confused too, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, Ros and Thomas, this was the heartbreak moment of the couch on Tuesday. They were both in tears. They were both in, in tears. When they came in separately and not even that, they separated the chairs, right? They yeah. weren't, they were sat together, but not touching together. Mm-hmm. It was so sad because um, Thomas was in tears before we even started because he knew what was coming. Clearly, they discussed that she was going to write leaves and he was then going to write leave because he didn't want to didn't want to force her to stay when she didn't want to. She explained. He did a bit, though, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to force her a little bit. <laughs> but I can understand that, too, because from because I think she hides a lot of her feelings. To yeah. be, to be, to to be the person she is expected to be, because from his point of view, they were. He's gone and bought sex toys. They, he's putting eggs inside her at dinner parties. He's being his best self. They're the strong. They're a strong couple. They're going from strength to strength. They're living the bet their best lives. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly she goes, "Nope, I'm done. Bye bye." And he's thinking. Well, surely we'll do another week, right? Surely this might be a blip. And if we get another thing from the experts or some advice on the couch, this is all fixable. Because he's been in the dark, I think, for quite some time about how she really feels. Yeah, he, he must have been. Because yeah. you can't you can't change your mind that quickly and not, not want to kind of take the advice of the experts if you were yeah. really feeling that in the bubble and you want to get back to that then you would talk to the experts and say, listen, this has happened. Um, I'm really doubtful now. I'm really worried. What can you give me? I mean, Paul did try. Mm. He did start trying the, can I save this? Um, And then you realise. The the experts must be thinking, fuck, this, (laughs) like every relationship's unravelling. This one, we, last week, they were all patting themselves on the back, weren't they? And then we were as well saying that, if you work the program, the program works. <laughs> yeah, and but then then she said the thing, the thing that um, yeah. really broke his heart. She said, "I didn't want to say this, but I don't want to have babies with you." Yeah. And That's how you know, isn't it? When you, it's like they say, like when you, if you picture, can picture yourself growing old with somebody. Like you might be in a relationship with somebody, but you don't see yourselves sitting in front of the telly at. 85 or cru- on one of those riverboat cruises right yeah. <laughs> so um, if you don't see it if you can't picture it it's because you don't see the future and she saw herself wanting those babies she just the guy holding the babies with her wasn't him yeah yeah he, it was heartbreaking he... though i cried i cried at that episode like i was in tears i just thought how it was almost like it was i felt bad that we were allowed to watch it Yes. It's so incredibly raw. And it was, I just thought, like, I know, you know, the, it's fine to the drama and all this, but it was such a real moment. And it was so heartbreaking for both of them, especially Thomas, because he was like being told on TV, national TV, 
again, he's just not good enough. Really felt for him. I really, really did because it all went wrong so quickly. And usually yeah. you kind of get a bit of a heads up in a relationship if it's going to go tits up, unless someone's been cheating on you. And <laughs> she hasn't been cheating on him. She just doesn't like him. Um, well, like him enough, perhaps. Yeah, it's such a shame. And I, I feel like as a, as as the viewers, we were all really holding on to that one. Like, yeah, you can bring us all the bullshit and you can bring us all the drama and you we can listen to Peggy bang on about her parents week after week. But but at least we had this couple that had gone from zero to hero and we, we were like, Look <laughs> Yeah, look, they've got it, they've got it. They're gonna they're gonna they're make it to final vows. It's gonna be absolutely wonderful. I mean, how could she not think he was Miss Herner? Because he holds that cat like a baby all the time. <laughs> he thinks it might not work. He's worried um, about how he's going to keep setting his watch. <laughs> can can they organise those telephone calls if if he's you know she's an hour? All right, I thought it was eight o'clock your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he says he's worried it's going to physically hurt being away from her, and I thought that was really yeah. sort of sweet and strange at the same time. No, I loved it. I I think he. I think he he really does like her. I think he really does feel for her. I worry, though, because of his OCD, though, that he's going to ruin the end of it by worrying about what's going to happen after the end of it. Well, you could see her getting the ick a bit, actually, from it. And she's like... Mm, because she okay. doesn't want to have to keep reassuring him like someone's mum. She wants it to be sexy. I think she wants it the relationship to be a bit sexier and a bit more fun. And I think he's a, a real feelings talking about your feelings guy which a lot of women don't love yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all want men to be more sensitive and now we're like <laughs> too much <laughs> um I, I mean i quite like it but i can see i can see how it sometimes you just want to say look can we just enjoy the moment do we don't have to over talk and overthink it yeah uh matt and adrian go to the fairy house in the woods uh, with a jacuzzi, so, you know, at least that had a plus because it looked like a bit of a damp, cold day. Matt nearly gets stuck on a slide. It, it's it... all right. They probably gave him a really nice jacuzzi to make up for the fact that someone fucked up somewhere along the way and forgot to ask them about if they wanted kids or not. <laughs> well, yes, that became the conversation, didn't it? And... Just forget this, how this happens, right? Because that seems like a massive thing right that is one of the biggest things in a relationship in life right yeah wanting a family not wanting a family yeah so uh because if in order for somebody to make that relationship work somebody has to give up their dream to accommodate the other person and eventually if that relationship isn't the most amazing thing that's ever happened to you for the rest of your life somebody's going to be pissed someone's yeah. going to hold a grudge and it's 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 going to implode but i just I understand when they say, we don't give you what you want. We'll give you what you need. Do you need to be matched with somebody and fall in love with somebody to find out that you'll never be able to have a child? Really cruel on both of them because yeah. it puts them both in a terrible situation. And and it also makes it look like this experiment isn't real, right? Because why would you put two people together to potentially spend the rest of their lives together and then say have them not be compatible uh, as the um all the australian sort of meme jokes go was, uh, yeah he wants kids she hates children let's lock, lock them together <laughs> lock 
<laughs> so, you know, um, generally, I, I feel for both of them because they're wanting difference in life. And she doesn't want to be a carer again because she's spent so much of her life being a carer to other people that she doesn't want to be a carer. And I get that. I really, really get that. I don't, never wanted kids and I've got two. So, I mean, things do change. But I still, I mean, I love my kids, obviously. <laughs> I got my kids don't listen to my podcast. But I was, I felt like I had children probably because I was, it, I had my first child with my first husband and it didn't work out. And I, I told him I would never have kids and he wanted kids. And I thought in the end, I was that, you know, that would fix everything. And it, it didn't, it did not mm-hmm. fix. And then because I had a child, when I met my next husband, I felt like, if I didn't have a child with him, it wasn't fair for him to raise somebody else's child and not give him a child. Yeah. Right. So then I had another baby, didn't work out. Now I've got two and no husband. But I mean, so think if I had stuck to my guns and decided that I that's what I wanted and stayed with it, I don't think I would have felt like I'd missed out on anything. I don't think it, I think I would have been okay with not having kids. I mean, I love them and of course, but yeah. So I feel like she, if she really did fall in love with Matt, she may decide to have kids because it's more hurtful to keep a child from somebody than to give a child, right? Yeah, yeah, but mm, I know. She seemed quite adamant, though. I mean, I did wonder, because she's still young, whether she would, uh, her biological clock would kick in. and, and Mine she, would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually a few years down the line, she might change her mind about that. It's a bit doomed if if that is the case, and I she's that totally adamant. Doomed. And I think trying to see if you if this isn't the same as Mel saying like don't worry about the long distance move for you know J- Jay and Luke because if less you have those feelings you you better have to see if you have the feelings to see if the long dis before you worry about the long distance this is completely different yeah if you develop those feelings and this doesn't change you're both going to be heartbroken and for what it just yeah. seems pointless to me Arthur and Laura. Went on a pottery experience. <laughs> I thought Laura was quite playful in this. I was actually really impressed with Laura in the state. Yeah, she she took some clay in the face, which I was surprised. <laughs> which I, was thinking, yeah, I was thinking, no, 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 that's going to go bad. <laughs> no, but she was, I thought she was fun and she was happy and she seemed to embrace it. And, and there wasn't any, like, they didn't make them... Did, make them go on a date where Arthur was got put in an uncomfortable situation where it was oysters and champagne and you know it yeah. was, I thought it was nice and they seemed to relax a little so I you know credit where credit's due I thought Laura was good on this date until they had a conversation at the end <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I was trying to enjoy the moment Jen <laughs> yeah well yeah that, that was you negative to. Nelly yeah I know and they did sit sit down um and they had some champagne <laughs> to have this conversation and oh Arthur you got it wrong again she recaps over the homestay issues again with her friends and she wants him to change if it was if it's going to work well it's um, not going to work and he's not going to change can we just cut this couple now please I'm just <laughs> Well, he he gives her the wedding photo album, and I really don't believe he did not that... make that album. Production made that album and handed it to him. It, yeah, it, in no world was it a his idea. I don't think for a fucking second that Arthur went to production and went, 
I really want to do something nice for Laura. So I'm thinking a book of all of our photos and put together. She'll really like that. He was probably going, oh, I don't know what to do. And they're like, shit, we need to get these people to final vows. Right, Arthur, here's a book. Hand this to Laura. She's going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was quite kind of like pleased about looking at herself in the yeah. pictures. Um, <laughs> she was quite pleased about that. I think he would have liked it more if it had just been pictures of her and her mates. <laughs> uh, she said, can I have fun if I'm always carrying the relationship? Um, will this work in reality? And because he doesn't think ahead of more than five minutes, I think. It's, it's you call him Dory. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to always be sorting out everything in their relationship. And I get that. I really, really no, get I totally it. get that too. I mean, again, I don't think a lot of this is Laura's fault. I mean, I know she hasn't come across well all the time and her friends certainly did not help her at right. all because, I think if her friends hadn't been involved, we probably wouldn't be as negative as, on Laura as we have been. But she's been put with somebody who absolutely does not match her in any way. Yeah. And she, but I, what annoys me is she's, they keep saying, the experts keep saying, oh, but she keeps trying. She's really trying. But at what point is she trying or at what point is it like, you know, you're not matched. You're just hurting each other week after week, right? He feels mm -hmm. like he can't ever get anything right because he's yeah. not matched to her. She feels like he, she's doing all the work and he's emotionally stunted, which yeah. he is. And it's like, just let it go. So then we move on to possibly the most um, romantic situation um, that we had on final dates. And that was Peggy and Georges. Yeah, and her princess moment. She finally got her princess moment. She did, she did. And I thought it was a lovely idea to recreate their wedding. Um, now, I actually think that might have been George's idea. <laughs> I do. I do think it was her. Because when he talked to him, he said, my ideal date was, you know, going out for dinner and petals and, and champagne and all of that. And I think he really, really did think about that. Yeah. Down to the photo on the mannequin. Oh, we forget, forgot to talk about the mannequin, the creepy mannequin in Peggy's bedroom. What the hell's going on there? A creepy it was a house of horrors. It was a house of horrors. What was that? Well, in in a negligee, was it just there to scare her, or has she got you know deep lesbian feelings? I mean, what's going on? I don't know what it was. It was weird. I <laughs> I mean, the whole that whole house creeps me out. It seemed like somewhere you'd go on a on a Halloween scare night. <laughs> yes, very odd. Tudor houses I? freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> but he takes her in a carriage to a candlelit yeah. church for I don't know. I I assumed it was going to be a dinner. I hope it was a dinner because they just had drinks. Ultimately, I never saw them have any food. So I hope that they actually got some food because. They had champagne, and I'd be shit faced if I <laughs> got. Some I thought we like prosecco, on. Peggy. <laughs> we do like prosecco, Peggy. Um, except while she's there, he shows her this gorgeous wedding photo with her her veil flying in the wind. There, she's absolutely blown away by how romantic it all is. And then she goes back to this whole bloody family thing, even oh. though she's gone. Even though she says, I've chosen you, George, 
Um, exactly. But she says that for five minutes, then it's back onto the fucking hamster wheel again, right? Like, I can't. And she, it's like, why is nobody pulling her up on the fact that he does one nice thing after another to show her how special she is? And she ruins every moment by telling him the same stupid shit over and over again. Yeah. And she's like, because if it was the other way around, there would be very different, wouldn't it? Like, okay. if. If she was doing lovely things for her man all the time and every time he kept saying, yeah, but you said something dumb on the first date and I didn't like what you said at the wedding and you said something dumb at the wedding and, and then ruined every nice thing, we'd be going, what an asshole, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, she says, I'm putting everything on the line for you here. I'm going against my family's wishes. It's I like need... they're the mafia. Did you yeah. not think it was like a mafia moment? It's like, I'm going against the family. <laughs> I'm going to end up sleeping with the fishes. But I have to say, I mean, she says... You know, the craze. Yeah, <laughs> in the craze moment, I need you to be the man you say you are. Poor guy. She doesn't believe him. She still doesn't believe him. I would have him. taken one of those candles and set her dress alight. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like me now, Peggy? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, he does this whole romantic thing, and it's absolutely wonderful. And, she, and then she pisses on his chips at the end, and it's the same thing over and over again. And by the way, I know I do say quite a lot of violent things in this podcast. I have noticed that I tend to say things like, and then I punch them in the face, I'd set them on fire. I am not um, endorsing violence of any kind in a relationship. <laughs> they are just, just things I say. <laughs> but I, oh, honest to God, I do genuinely feel sorry for George at that moment because the look on his face is just total confusion he doesn't why does he bother dumped well no he's he's looking at like is she is she dumping me has she changed her mind what's going on (laughs) and I, I feel like I can't decide because I don't feel like she's doing it for the cameras but at the same time, I don't understand how she has managed to keep this same storyline going for so many episodes when it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah, it just, it's there's something we're not seeing. It, I don't know if it's production. I don't know if it's Peggy. I don't know what is going on, but there seems to be something that does not add up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm agreement there. But I did I did message George about this and he said, you know, I was really confused too. I had no idea what was going on. Now, the only successful date we had um, on this was uh, Paul and Tasha at the cinema. And she's written him a love letter. And kindly then they put in lots of shots of them. Gorgeous, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Over their time together from their wedding and everything onwards. And even she was going, oh so romantic and he was oh this is so romantic it was lovely. and it was nice because we got to see the softer side of tasha that we kind of lost once erica came in and it yeah. all started to get a bit aggressive and and that's the paul and tasha that we want to see yeah and um she once again sporting a lovely big pair of earrings just in a different shape i noticed I, um, we didn't talk about the earrings on the couch. I, it was so distracting because it's all I could see. And every time the camera panned to her, it was like the earrings had taken on life for themselves, right? <laughs> like circus hoops. And I was thinking Paul was going to like try to jump through one at one point. Like I just, And when she sat down, there was nowhere for them to go. They were like on the sides of red like saucers. 
I know. Well, I these ones are slightly different shape. I think they're a bit more square. Yeah. Um, and I equal equally, I was there looking at the earrings again, going, "Oh, okay." They're very distracting, aren't they? Yeah, very distracting, but um, it was really sweet, and they had a nice smooch, and they were both very loved up at the end of it. So that was nice. So then we get to the final dinner party. Ella and JJ. Oh, hang on. We've not talked about Ella and JJ on the boat, have we? Yeah. Ella and JJ went on a date on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Ella is, uh, JJ's still very upset because Ella obviously can't handle her alcohol. She's very insecure and she keeps basically being a fucking piece of shit when she gets drunk. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Moving on. Okay, fair enough. And it was cold. They had, she ended up having wrapped, clearly wrapped in something of the cruise. She was trying to keep her warm because it, again was a rubbish she day she tried to figure out if she wanted hypothermia or if she wanted her boobs out still <laughs> Absolutely. no i mean listen i completely i'm completely on jj's side with this thing because uh i know what it's like to be in that situation and and when somebody is got insecure issues and then when they drink it all comes out because they they feel a certain way and then and it's a recurring pattern every time and you think you don't want to say to somebody well, we can't go out anymore we can't have drinks so we can't enjoy ourselves yeah but then you have the fear that every time you go out this is the pattern of behavior that's going to continue and it doesn't get better no it doesn't it, no it doesn't and she's so desperate to impress him is that she ends up dyeing her hair um to be a brunette uh, um, if that is the biggest warning sign of of of, in, of something that's not right isn't it um and i feel bad for her because she just likes him so much and she i do think if she was just herself it would have been enough for jj yeah i think they've been absolutely fine the only thing ruining this relationship is her and i think she knows it and that's making it even worse and now it's like a cycle she can't get out of right because the more she freaks him out the more she gets freaked out then she starts being weirder then he's more freaked out. It makes her more freaked out. She gets weirder. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna implode. And and changing your hair because your boyfriend has said he prefers brunettes. That's weird. Yes, it it, it is weird and smacks a bit of desperation because she yeah. knows where yeah, this relationship is going. going to put him off. Yeah. Now, one of my favourite moments of when the dinner party started and everyone came in and all the girls were chatting about what they'd done on their dates. And um, you should see Laura's face um, after Peggy had said, it looks like Pembromo's most romantic thing I've ever done in my entire life. And Laura says, um, I went and did pottery. And Laura's face is like stony. Um, and she's... she's even trying to pretend it was like a ghost moment. <laughs> yeah, okay, before we talk about the dinner party, because we're going to have to mention it about a thousand times about... Because it starts from the very four, two minutes they're in the dinner party. Arthur says something shitty. Oh, yeah. Um, in the face of a joke. I don't know. I think maybe he's got a bit lashed before dinner. Because um, he thinks it's the final dinner party. We're all going to have a party. We're all going to have a laugh. It's it's over. The experiment's just about nearly over. Yeah. Last time he's going to see these guys. Let's, let's party. Because he's come for the party and for the friends and for the... Yeah. experience he hasn't come for the relationship i don't think right which is very apparent to laura but he's come in and you're right he's come in and he thinks right let's all let loose 
and go nuts because it's like our leaving party. Whereas yeah. she's still thinking this is our last chance to work, to be in this experiment and have this experience and, and work on our relationship. And he's, I don't think he's done it to be a dick, but it's just the worst timing and comments ever made by one man in succession. I mean, it was, I think it was about 10 or 11 in the end for the entire night. Oh, it was like verbal diarrhea. It really was. He just kept on spewing out of his mouth. Um, and, and everybody was looking at him going, what the fuck? What are you yeah. doing? What are you saying? Stop. Stop. <laughs> it wasn't just some people. Everybody was just. And I could just see Laura just dying every time. And, you know, I, I've always had a go at it because I don't think she stands up for Arthur the way he stood up for her. But last night, yeah, I think I would have just walked out. Yeah, I I would agree. He, just, he has not looked at her at the beginning of that dinner party and thought she's struggling. Everyone seems really romantically connected and we're not in that place. And so instead of taking worrying about her feelings, I'm going to make a snide joke about it because to lighten the mood is not the way to go. And it's even more heartbreaking when you see Erica and Jordan sucking face in front of you. They haven't clearly got that going on between them and neither has Ella and JJ. And they're all sitting there going, oh, God, OK, these two really seem loved up and need to each other. And like that, aren't they? <laughs> when they made the seating chart and they went, this will be good. Because <laughs> poor um, Ella's face is going, I'm here again. Like, that's the thing. Ella's, you could see on Ella's face, she thought, I'm back where I started. Yeah. I'm at a yeah. dinner party with a guy who doesn't really seem to want to be with me that I have more feelings for than they do. Yeah. And I'm everyone else is, is doing what I want to be doing and I'm alone again. Yes. Now, when asked about when was the last date you had, <gasps> Arthur caused another massive gaffe when he said, oh, yeah, I got, went on a date two weeks before I came in. And again, Laura's What was he thinking? Were, Oh, I just don't thinking? understand. I don't, and I don't understand how flippant he was when he kept saying it was just a date. It's no big deal. Once you go into the, when you go into this experiment because you can't find somebody for yourself. Yeah, I think that's important to say. You cannot find for yourself. You you give up your free will to the experts. Yes, so absolutely. Surely, once you've entered that stage, then you don't go on dates, right? Because once you're matched with somebody, what if you go on a date and you find somebody and you really do hit it off and now you've got this other person who's all in waiting for you and yeah. you're not there anymore? You know, like I feel like you you are basically signing a contract saying I am engaged to somebody else when you decide to go on this experiment. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and there is a, a level of commitment there. And I, I mean... It might have even been better if you just said, well, we had a one night stand. I needed a shag. <laughs> I think it would have gone better. Than... You never said the right thing at the right time. But it, it, it and it, it sometimes it's it's laughable. But last night it was really just damaging and it was not funny. No. And it was it, No. And he he really didn't see what the problem was. And she. Uh, right? he, he was annoyed. Yeah. he was being made to look like a dick about it he's like well, it was a fucking date what's the problem yeah yeah why is everybody so serious read the room dude <laughs> <laughs> now uh Master and Adrian 
brought up the whole kid thing again um, between them. And um, the experts apparently look shocked over this. Now, why? Why, if they were locking them in together, why would they look bloody shocked? Exactly what I thought. And sorry, guys, expert guys. But, yeah, I feel like that's a big piece of information. So either they didn't have that information when they locked them in or they did, did it anyway, and then realized that it looked bad and all went, oh, this is the first time we're hearing this. Yeah. But it was weird, right? It was a bit weird. Um, I, And she, Adrian's really worried that actually it'll get to a point in their relationship where he really wants children and he'll just leave her for another woman who, who does also want oh. children. That will probably happen at some point if they yeah. get that. Now, even more cringy, Ella's going, I, I would move to London for JJ. Do you see JJ? He looked like he was, I, I said, he looked like he wanted to pull a ripcord. He was hoping the parachute would come out and just sail him away. What? He says nothing. He just sits there looking like, like he keeps thinking, if I just stay really still, the dinosaur won't eat me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, the look on his face was, yeah, if you move to London, I'm going to Edinburgh. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I've not. I, I've changed my phone number. When she calls him, when she calls him after final vows, it's going to go boop, boop, boop. <laughs> the number you have called is no longer in service. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I, I, I just really, really felt sorry for them. And then Jordan gets um, insecure about Erica. Yeah, but this now I really see why Erica struggles in this relationship in this mm -hmm. moment because she can't say anything that goes against Jordan in any way, even yeah. if it's explained, because he gets takes the massive hump and he can't let it go. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, what they said, do you, do you see a future with Jordan or is he the man for you or whatever it was? That the pause, <laughs> the five minute pause before she answered wasn't helpful. And I've, even though she came around to saying he had so many qualities she looks for, it really took a lot to get back to that point, didn't it? She went through all the reasons why it wasn't going to work <laughs> before yeah. she got to the end. And then at the end it was, but you also have some great qualities and I'd like to see where it goes. But there was a big <laughs> chunk of that soliloquy where it was not going Jordan's way. So I feel like her delivery isn't always helpful. And I feel like... Once he hears something negative, he just tunes out everything else. Well, I think it's another case where um, they like each other, but he likes her more and she's rapidly getting the ick. I think that's the case. I think she's might bottle out of this when it comes to final vows. Yeah. I think that could be could be what, what's going to happen. Now, we have the honesty box back out again. Peggy and George were asked if you are the top of my priority list now, Peggy says. Um, now, George, bless him, says completely the right thing again. <laughs> you, are the top, you are the top of my priority list. Yes. Gaming is at the very bottom. Is it, though? Is and it, then he George? 
yeah. it's obviously one of my passions. So <laughs> basically doesn't say anything, does he? It just says a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But but I'm not going to give up my passions because they're my passions. <laughs> I said on my stories last night, it's almost like Peggy's got a bag full of like chalky biscuits in her pack, I think. And every time he says something that pleases her, she pops one in his mouth because she kept saying, good answer. Good answer. Yes. Good answer. I kept just thinking he was going to lean his head back and she was going to just pop a chocolate in there. Um, I, <laughs> was it I, a reinforcement I, training for George? <laughs> Adrian and Matt get asked, uh, what would you change about each other? Um, yeah. <laughs> I changed nothing. I changed no, nothing She's perfect in every way. Except and then Jordan. What about the kids? Okay. What about and, the kids? Am I enough for you? Oh yes, darling. Of course, of course, you're enough for me. So yeah. I mean, I know that everybody rags on on Jordan because he always like he brought that up when they were trying to have a nice moment and say they, they didn't they liked everything about each other and everything was fine and they just wanted to move it along and he went, Come on, this is the time to be honest. And it did look like you were like thinking, Oh, Jordan, keep your beak out. But at the same time, I think he does take this experiment incredibly seriously. And he thought that the idea behind this was to be absolutely honest. So you've got your last chance to, in front of the group, air these things so people can give you some advice and guidance. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't want to take it. <laughs> no, they didn't. They really didn't. Um, and Arthur is at this point, chucks in another joke. And, and by this point, you're starting to see tumbleweeds going across the room when he he everybody's like and he just keeps saying i'm just it's just a joke but if you if you keep making these inappropriate comments at inappropriate times and people are giving you the stink eye and a, an entire dinner party of people shut up <laughs> shut up it's like he he's a, he's a grown man and should have the ability to figure out when it's not landing yeah it's like a child now Oh, okay. And the beautiful moment between Paul and Tasha that gets fucking ruined by Arthur. Yeah, again. This is the first time when Tasha's kind of lashed out where I fucking loved it. <laughs> but it was so, but again, it is, it's quite sweet because it's exactly the way Tasha is. And the fact that the first time she says she's falling in love with him is in a shouty comment to somebody else is so perfect in a way. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to tell my husband for the first time that I'm falling in love with him, if that's okay with you. And then Paul kind of giggles because it's just so very much Tasha. Yeah. And you then know? they have to rank everybody as to who's going to be together for five years. Uh, that wasn't hard. I mean, I think the hardest one was trying to say who was going to stay together. <laughs> <laughs> they should have said five hours, five minutes, five milliseconds. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we have to which George. Arthur then goes, give it 10. <laughs> it's like you just keep thinking this is going to be the end, right? Like he's been shouted at. He's been given the stink eye. He's been, you know, it, it, the crowd, the crowd has gone quiet. He's got it now. And yet there's just another one. <laughs> like, I th honestly think at that point, Laura should have just got up and left and said, I'm done. Yeah, I think I, I, think I would have. Which is really annoys me because then you cut to them going to final vows. And 
at least have the decency, like, have the decency to be one of those couples that goes, we're not gonna, there's no point talking about this. We're not going to have a relationship outside of this experiment. Like Adrian and Thomas last year. Yeah, yeah, like, they they reached realized their point. that they, they dragged it on week after week when they probably everyone knew that they weren't going to be more than friends, um, and not even that now. But um, mm -hmm. but they thought it's not fair to the viewing public to pretend to keep up this pretense and go to final vows and and put people through that because yeah. they knew. And for me, I've the fact that Arthur and Laura are going to do this, I've lost a lot of respect for both of them because I just think you are not a relationship. You are not going to make this work. Mm -hmm. Stop lying to us. Stop lying to yourselves. Now, JJ and Ella got asked the same question. How can I be? Nicer answers, partner? though, right? It's like, and this is what I don't understand about JJ. Because five minutes ago, he looked like he'd rather be anywhere on earth other than with Ella, right? Yeah. And then he turns around and says, you're enough for me. And, you know, again, mentions like it's like Peggy, uh, when you drink, I don't like the disrespect. But but he's saying kind things to her. Yeah. And I think, does he like her? Doesn't he? I feel like but from what we've heard and I, we've got a, a really great interview coming up with Bianca next week. Um, and I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I feel like he's not honest with the people he's in relationships with. No, I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Um, but she just wants him to be more honest with her um, over how he's feeling, at which point he, he splits out a load of, you know, you mean the world to me oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm. Also, I understand that she's got some insecurities and, and she... I feel bad now because I feel like when Nathaniel was saying all this stuff at the beginning and we were like basically calling him a wanker. Mm -hmm. If we go back now and think about some of the things he was saying on the couch, you are not ready to be in a relationship with somebody else because you have a lot of work to do emotionally yeah. because you're so new to yourself and and you're not. I think he because I think he probably did have those problems on their honeymoon. I think she probably did get drunk and when he wasn't giving her the attention. Yeah. She probably lashed down and said some pretty shitty things. And he didn't want to say that on camera to people. Yeah. Right. And then we took that as, as some. I feel like maybe we need to have an interview with Nathaniel because I feel like we maybe read that situation horribly wrong. Um, and we might need to apologize to him. <laughs> yeah, we might need to so, Nathaniel, I'm sure you're probably not listening because you don't give a shit anymore, but we are sorry because there were things, obviously, we're seeing the same things with her and JJ. And I don't, and there's no disrespect to Ella either, because I think it's coming out of a place of fear. Yeah, for her. I, I think she's far too frightened yeah. and uncomfortable um, in this Rejection situation. And not being loved. And, yeah. and, and but again, <laughs> accountability people, you know, if, if you drink and the worst fears come out in you and you share them in an incredibly negative way, if you want your relationships to have a chance, stop drinking. Yeah. Okay, because you can't keep doing the same behavior and blaming it on things, you know, and she's already ruined her chances with Nathaniel. Then she got a second chance with JJ and it's and she's doing it again. And I feel like she needs some time on her own to mm -hmm. feel good enough and validated and loved. And it can't come from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be within her own confidence. You're absolutely right. Now then, Laura and Arthur. Um, she gets us. What's Stop. the? Yeah. Stop. What's the 
biggest change you've seen in me? He um, doesn't even answer the question. Yeah. Yeah, but he says... I don't think he understood it. <laughs> so, um, I've seen you compromise, he says, but I can't change my humour. Um, it's that's not me. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's who I am. And, um, you know, then Laura, this is painful, actually. Laura says, can anybody remember who I am? Can you remember the person that I was? Because I'm not the person that I was when I started this. And then all the girls sort of chip in, go, well, yeah, you, you're not quite the person that you were on the, you know, at the hen night when we started. You you seem quite a, a different person now. And Peggy says, you've got a question if you guys are really right for each other. I think it's a bit rich coming from Peggy, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. But she asked the right question, at least. She she yeah. does say, you know, is this the right thing for you two? Because we all think it's not. Because they're, huh. they're at least they're to be together for five minutes. And, and everyone's saying, you know. Mm. It was very telling earlier in the evening when George and... Um, Arthur sit and have a conversation on the couch pre-dinner party and 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 all Arthur keeps saying is relationships are about fun and having a giggle and having a laugh and you know making each other you know taking it easy that's what he keeps saying that's yeah. what a relationship means to him and I don't think that's at all what a relationship means to Laura no I think it's about supporting each other for her her idea of fun is different to him um, I think it's a whoopee well, I, cushion. Hers is an adult conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she realizes he's not going to be good for a game of Scrabble um, and a, a cozy coffee at home on an evening or yeah, equally, equally embarrassing. <laughs> Somebody who wants to do Sudoku, I'm more of a word search kind of gal. <laughs> I think that's going to be one of one of those things is that if they're having a future together, that their interests are not close enough aligned. He can't I always mean, take it for tennis. And honestly, like he keeps going on about this, like he's not going to change because he's got this awesome sense of humor. He's not Jimmy Carr, is he? I don't think the I don't think the Western civilization world is going to be heartbroken if he just starts cracking the fucking shitty joke. Yeah, no one's going to say we've lost we've lost an, an icon today. <laughs> Arthur's decided to take to take his stand-up show off the road. <laughs> so um that brings us to the end. So um uh I had a really nice comment from a lady called Amy this week who told me how much she loved the show, which was absolutely gorgeous. But uh yeah, she made me think about sort of maths bingo. And I think I'm carrying this relationship is going to be my maths bingo word for this week coming i think if we have any inkling of what's coming up in um laura's leaving speech <laughs> i think it might it might be about as many times as arthur cracked a shit joke tonight <laughs> <laughs> um do you think arthur is going to uh manage to have a speech to say or will he have gone back onto the internet to uh, get inspiration again 100 percent internet <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if he says, to my lovely wife, enter name here. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess it's going to be something like, you mean the world to me. Um, I think you're beautiful. You've given up everything for out. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
but I'm not changing my sense of humor. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to hang out with Everybody your friends. Everybody keeps telling me how fucking brilliant it is, and I don't want to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there we go. Um, who do Speaking we of Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do we think is actually going to make it? Oh, um, couples-wise. Yeah. Mm, I'll say Tasha and Paul for a bit. Okay, yeah. Tasha and Paul, I, I would agree that they are going to say yes. Peggy and George, I, I, keep, I keep on I think flipping. they're going to say yes. Yeah. Because, again, we don't get any further in this relationship. We've had the same conversation for fucking eight weeks, but they still keep saying yes. That's true. So we think that they're a yes. Will it work outside the experiment? No. Um, Adrienne and Matt. I hope they say no. <laughs> Just because I don't... I mean, last week he wasn't funny enough and then he, he, he didn't give her enough in the conversation and he wasn't interesting enough. Now it's the kids thing. I don't I don't think that it's a really real relationship. Mm, mm, I think they're going to say yes to each other. Probably. <laughs> I think they've got a, good, a healthy sex life. Yes to uh, the sex. <laughs> what do we think of Ella and JJ? I think he's going to back out nicely. I don't know if, if anything we know from JJ, he'll just keep plowing up forward, even though there's no f- future. Um, she'll definitely say yes. Yeah. Whether he mans up and decides to be honest or not is the question. Yeah, that is very much the question. I would like Erica and Jordan to say yes. I would. Yeah, I think I would. But I I think she might say no. I've got I this think- kind of... But I think outside the experiment, they'd be better, I think, because I think the pressure of the situation isn't great for Jordan. And I think once he's in a comfortable environment that he's, you know, where he knows and he's back to his routine, I think he'd probably be a lot more fun and a lot more laid back. I don't think this this experiment brought out the best side of Jordan. Hmm. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Be happy. A happier bunny when he gets home. Yeah, I think so. And I think if he's less intense, she'll chill out too. And I think that might be nice. I would like for them to actually try. Yes. It'd be nice if they can. Definitely. We'll have to wait and see you there, won't we? Now, dick of the week. (laughs) It's hard Um, to know, but I've got a feeling you, you might have an idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got, I've got a pretty good idea, and I'm going to say it's probably coloured mostly from last night's episode. Yes, <laughs> but having said that, I mean throughout the week um, and the whole homestay. I want to give. I'm going to put Peggy on the line for constantly blowing up or everything George has done with okay. going back and bullying him with that stick mm-hmm. of the. I'm not your priority and my family comes first. Okay. Laura at the beginning for siding with her friends and failing to see her husband's point of view. Okay. I don't want to say, I want to leave Roz and Thomas out because it was really hurtful, but there's a little bit for Roz because I feel like she really did, she really might should have given him some kind of inkling before blowing up his world on -hmm. national TV. (laughs) True. Um, but obviously both heartbroken on that, yeah. so I don't want to be a dick about it. That would make me the dick of the week. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to have to go to the man, the funniest man to no one, who can't <laughs> read a room, who basically 
dismantled his wife in one dinner party. Yeah. Piece by piece. If she was an onion, she had zero fucking layers by the end of that dinner party. Yeah. Um, and, um, Arthur, you need to grow up and be better. So, unfortunately, Arthur, this week, you are Duke of the Week. week. (laughs) Never going to get that right. (laughs) We're never going to get that right. No, Uh, we keep on trying. the beauty of this program. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we will next week. (laughs) Now, of course, next week, um, it's going to be Dick of the Series. Did we do Dick of the Series last time? Well, now we're going to do Dick of the Series because everybody will have gone through the whole thing. But I think it's worthwhile um, as our last official programme, we should do Dick of the Series. I think it might be worthwhile thinking about. Yeah. Okay. If you've um, got any any ideas, guys, who you think the ultimate Dick of this series was, please let us know. Yeah, tell us. We want to know who you think, who your nomination is for the ultimate dick of the series, because I I think it's utterly worthwhile. So who, well, they should message us at... Uh, The Lara Air for my Instagram, or Lara on Air podcast, if you want to speak to either Jen or myself. And let us know, or there will be a QA and a at the end of this podcast, so you can tell us there. And just to let you know, guys, we've got some exciting interviews coming up uh, over the next week to a couple of weeks. Uh, lots of people from the show have come on and shared their stories. And you might be pleasantly surprised, actually, about them. Um, you get a different view about what's happened behind the edit. So meet up with us next week because of who we have first up, to, Jan. Is it Bianca? We've got Bianca. Yes, is going to be our next um, guest coming up. So and we've got some very, very exciting people for you to listen to. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss any one of those interviews, make sure you've hit that follow button. Um, and if you've really enjoyed the series, write us a review, folks, because we will be back. Don't you worry. We will be back because Australia will be kicking off just after Christmas. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. Stay yes. Goodbye <laughs> from me. See you later, guys. And it's goodbye, goodbye from me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.